This is the Conduit Podcast, and as a reminder, Conduit is a group of leaders and owners in the residential trades that have not figured it all out yet and are trying to learn from each other. I'm your host, Jerry Bierman. I own a shower glass company called Alluring Glass, and today I have the distinct honor of having Rick Meyer owner of Meyer Brothers and Sons, on the line with me. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Jerry. <laughs> Always positive, Rick. Um, sometimes. So I gave, you, um, I gave you about three minutes to prepare for this call um, with, with your uh, wisdom and insight around being always positive. I figured that was plenty of time for you. Plenty. Yeah. So I'll just kick it off because I think um, one of the realities is that, and my wife accuses me of being Pollyanna, like everything's unicorn and rainbows, which it's not. Like, you know, a leader in the residential trades faces adversity every single day. And so there's obstacles that you have to overcome every single day. And so what are some of the things you do to stay positive? while you're getting your teeth kicked in on certain days? That's a good question. And um, I, I like your Pollyanna example. I think that's, that's one in the extreme, right? Where no matter what the circumstances, there's always, always positive. Um, so there's almost, it's almost a motive in the sense that it can never really feel anything else. So then there's the opposite side, which is what I would call the Igor syndrome where it's just, you know, everything's a problem and it's going to rain and it's just tough, right? So for me, I, I try to genuinely stay positive. Um, and that happens, I feel like, on several several ways. One is, like, just straight up praying, like, Lord, I'm not feeling positive today. And this is yeah. happening, but I need a big picture reminder I need to realize that we're not solving world, world problems here. And remember when there's problems, issues, concerns, teeth getting kicked in, that everything else has figured itself out. And in the end, this will figure itself out too. So um, I'd say trying to, trying to maintain perspective and not getting too emotionally wrapped up in the, uh, in the problems at hand. Mm-hmm. So again, you and I frequently talk about this, any of the extremes is problematic, right? If you're too, like things aren't always that good and then things aren't always that bad. So it is kind of a ebb and a flow in the middle. And as, as, you're, um, as you're discussing this, I'm thinking, you know, when you're working with a client and you're faced with real adversity that's substantial to them, one of the things that you and I talk about is like to be empathetic to a client. And so how do you, how do you navigate, if you, if you can quickly reflect on a couple of clients you've had where there's problems and you don't want to discount the pain and aggravation of that problem. So what are some of the things that you've done in communicating with clients that are you're in the midst of this is a this is a it is a big problem and to them it's a big problem so what are some of the things that you've done or learned to engage them and kind of recast the vision for 
a positive outcome. Yeah, that's that's good, and it's it's. I feel like that's for me at least. That's not a natural skill. It's been a learned skill that I'm still trying to figure out. And marriage has really helped me along this path. And so I feel like what what I'm what marriage has taught me, and what I try to do with clients is to hear the problem, right? So whatever that problem is, hey, this LED lighting is lighting up my glasses wrong, or this beam is bigger than I thought, or you know, what have you, whatever these, these problems are to, to understand and, you know, to try to agree with and empathize with, like you said, um, and then to try to find, so, so to make them feel heard, and then instead of, and then try to come alongside them and help find a positive solution and remind them that we'll get there from here. Like there's, there's an outcome, there's a solution, there's an endpoint. And we'll do this together and we'll get there. Here are the steps and the ways in which we can get there. So really trying to empathize, like you said, come alongside them, help them feel heard, cared for, understood, and then trying to cast um, solutions out there and bring them along the process I have found has been, has been helpful as opposed to getting defensive, angry right from the get-go and then once those defenses are up, it's it can get nasty. Sure, that's good. And, and I'm thinking about our own company, and I'm thinking about you know the leaders. One of the leaders' responsibilities, whether you know if you're if you're the leader and or you're the owner of the operation, um, this could fall on your lap as in responsibility. But you know sometimes when you have like I'm thinking of like team meetings. Uh, it could be a group of subs, could be a group of employees. And like the conversation goes, it's so easy for like problems to, you throw a problem on the table around a group of people. It's so easy to take that problem and like fixate on it and say, oh yeah, that's that's bad. And here's nine other things that are really bad. It seems like a really quick path of least resistance to take a problem and then just like continue to unwrap more and more problems. So I've been in, I've, I've started conversations before and I've been in conversations where I might initiate a problem and then one of my teammates uh, says, yeah, that's true. That guy's a jerk or that's a real problem. And then somebody else chimes in and so I'm thinking about the team dynamics as well is, and candidly, I had this on a phone conversation with a couple of my leaders yesterday, that I initiated a problem with one of our guys, and then several of the other guys just reinforced that problem. And I ended up walking away from that conversation thinking, gosh, I don't know that I actually helped that situation. I think I might have just made that situation worse. So for yourself in the team dynamics, how do you, how do you measure like whether you're adding fuel to the fire or um, kind of recalibrating their perspective? How do you measure that? Hmm. Well, I'm not sure. Um, I'm wondering re- <laughs> reading people's responses would probably be some type of measure of, of whether you're adding fuel or diffusing the situation. 
you know, people becoming more angry or upset or, you know, that might indicate a, a fueling yeah. as opposed to calmness and, and that type of attitude would, what I feel like more diffuse the situation. And, and I think that's, that for me, that situation requires a lot of uh, maturity and, and personal understanding of, of how you operate and how others operate. So wanting to, I, I would say, again, back to the idea of hearing what the person's talking about. And, you know, if you're bringing it up, well, you know, you're, you might be part of the problem you need to solve, or at least, you know, recognize that um, you need to lead that conversation. But yeah, trying to, trying to back to the topic of always being positive, trying to maybe things in a positive direction, um, offering offering perspectives that would be more helpful as opposed to hurtful and trying to encourage your, your teammates to do the same. Yeah. Yeah. As you, as you're talking and again, from a Christian standpoint, we, we might talk about the fruits of the spirit Um, from a non uh, Christian perspective. You still can look at the, what you and I would call the fruits of the spirit. And even if you're looking at it from a non theological perspective um you recognize if somebody has like peace right oh yeah patience kindness um you know long suffering which is uh you know being faced with adversity and still having a you know a positive outlook that this is something that we can overcome and so as you're talking i think some of the measurements that i might try um is to evaluate like so when i you when i'm measuring the results of this engagement if people are walking away with more resolve to overcome it then i probably have led it well if i walk away from that conversation and they're more depressed or more angry then i probably have added fuel i probably that's probably an example for me of very poor leadership uh-huh. And I, and I do that. I'm guilty of that. I, I find myself in conversations all the time with people. And I guess from a leadership standpoint, Rick, if I was, if I was more disciplined and more self-aware while the conversation's going on, right. To say, Oh gosh, I'm, I'm, is, if I'm reading the, if I'm reading the voice inflection and the facial expressions uh, in the tone of voice correctly, I'm probably making this situation worse if I'm if I'm that disciplined where I can while I'm engaged with others that I can say okay hang on a second let's recalibrate this how do we make this how do we take this situation that is clearly bad and how do we make it into a productive outcome mm-hmm. I think that would I think that would be me I think that would be a good version if I were to do that or when I do that, I think that would be good leadership. I agree. And then, so if I went to your staff, excuse me, your, your staff or your uh, subs or your friends or your family, and I said to them, is Rick um, consistently or always positive? Is Rick a, is Rick a positive guy? What do you think those different, what do you think your, your family would say? What do you think your coworkers would say? What do you think your friends would say? 
I hate when you ask those questions, Jerry. <laughs> I would, I don't know that, I, I think they'd be like, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say always positive. Um, and so I, I feel like I, in some instances, I would say I'm, I'm middle of the road, possibly, possibly a little below middle of the road. So for me, this is, I feel like something I can definitely work on and, um, grow in. There's plenty of room to grow into that in my life and character. And, um, and again, and I, and I always want to add the word genuine onto this always positive. I want to, I want to genuinely be positive, um, genuinely be joyful and energetic and and helpful because I've seen, I've been around, I've worked with, I've co-led with people that are not that way. And it's just, depressing I don't think that's I don't think that's good at all so um, and I've also been around people that have been just overly positive when it's just like you you can't be genuine it's just it just seems fake and that can be awesome so yeah just but really trying to uh, to um, you know even just simple interactions with guys being positive to engage them square up and look them in the eyes and say, hi, how you doing? You know, and, and it's good to see you. And, and, you know, that, that type of thing, I I feel like is a really helpful practice, daily practice, um, that can start to develop more and more positivity in your life. So that's kind of what I'm trying to do. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. Clearly as a leader. And again, I'm, I'm almost 53. So I'm reflecting back on poor examples of my leadership and, one of one of the consistent poor examples of my leadership is that my default is humor, um, which isn't positive. You know, the the context of being always positive um, from a leadership standpoint is like a resolve that we can work through this, and we can roll up our sleeves and get to work, and we can kind of fight and work through this. I think that's a very healthy perspective of being positive. I agree. Um, an, un, an unhealthy perspective is what, what, what I have done a lot over my career is be like, oh, well, oh, well, ha, ha. You know, it's not that big a deal. The world hasn't come to an end yet. All the cliches that we say um, that, that devalue the, the situation, the circumstances. I think it's what I'm learning what I'm learning at this season of my life is that, you know, problems are problems. Pain and suffering is pain and suffering. It, it hurts. And to have, for me to have the maturity to say, Hey, this is really bad. Like this is, this is, this is not good. This is a, this is a bad situation. And right. So I think it's a, like, I, I think it's good to, I think it's good to have a moment of, of um, the word sobriety comes to mind, but just kind of a somber, like, hey, can we just feel the weight of how bad this is right now? Rick, can we just, can we just feel the weight? This isn't good. This is really bad. Can we feel that weight? And then at some point, not too quick and not too far, and I think that's where I think as a leader, I think that's one of the things that you and I have to navigate is, okay, so it is really bad. 
how do we come out of this that it's going to be good for others, good for ourselves and good, good for uh -huh. others? Like there seems to be a time that it's good to sit in the weight and then there's a good time to get up and okay, let's, all right, we've, we've sat in it long enough. Everybody feels it. Everybody smells it. It's bad. Now, what do we do to make it better? That seems, yeah. that seems as I'm, as I'm kind of thinking through this with you, that seems to be a healthy leadership perspective. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I feel like that's a great way to describe empathy. Hmm is to, to really enter into that um, that place with a person because I, I feel like in, unless you unless you enter into and feel the weight of what they're going through and can even reflect personal circumstances or situations where you've been in something similar or you felt something yeah. similar I feel like that's that's really helpful to yeah. do that's good so and then also I feel like my uncle Jerry reminds me a lot he'll say you know we'll, we'll get there from here I feel like he does a good job of of feeling the weight and then reminding me like we'll, we'll get there from here you know we might not know the path we might not know exactly how to get there it might not be clear it might be you know a little hazy but we can maybe see it um, but knowing that we have the resources um, to do that so and I think back to that casting vision or having hope that's really good we can get there from here Jerry Meyer that's really great. Wow. I think that's what I'm going to title this episode. <laughs> we can, that's go. really good. Awesome. Okay. I got to hop. That's good. Good talk. I'll see you in a few minutes. Good talk. Okay. Good, Jerry. Bye.